Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. Well, I'm sitting here with Todd Meyer over at EnviroChem, located in Rogers, Minnesota. And uh, one thing I found out about you, Todd, um, do you have a nickname like the Great White Hunter or anything no. like that? No. <laughs> no, I just like, I just, <laughs> I am pretty quiet about what I, when I do that kind of stuff. I yeah. just enjoy the experiences and the traveling and. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So. You have interesting stories. Um, did you start hunting as a kid with your dad or? No, I really, I did hunt with my dad. In did you hunting? You're hunting in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so I grew up doing that, but I really didn't start traveling to do hunting until I was 29, 30. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it took it to the next level. Took it to the next level. Met yeah. some people in the in that industry and awesome. said, I think I want to try this. And then I just enjoyed traveling and seeing the background or the back, kind of behind the curtain of these countries. You know, yeah. you, you, tourism, you just see the, the, the best of and you get treated the best. You know, yeah. you don't see the the backside, the low income, the people that are struggling or the, anything, you know, or, or even their their farms or just any their cultures, their outdoor yeah. cultures. Yeah. You just see experience you know. the true culture of the right. country. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah, rather than hanging out at the hotel or the resorts and eating at the fancy restaurants exactly. and sitting in the pool. Right. You get to really get first-hand experience how the locals live exactly sitting around the campfire eating their foods yeah doing with it yeah. that, that's great you know I've gone on uh, not hunting trips like that but I've been on the tourist side and, and, and I mean I have to agree I'm the type of guy where I can't sit by the pool all day or sit on the beach all day it's right. like I'm always looking for something to do yep. you know what, what kind of adventures are around here so yeah that's awesome um, you know going back to deer hunting and as a kid, little Todd, uh, I think you said you grew up in Elk River? No, I oh. live in Elk River now. Oh, okay. I basically grew up in Northfield. Northfield, okay. And then, you know, but um, both my dad and my mom family had farms, okay. so I was able to hunt on those farms. Okay, what kind of farms were they? Um, just um, one. Like hobby farms or? No, they were full-blown farms at the time. Dairy farms? Dairy farms and oh. beef cow farms. Okay, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Northfield? Northfield's where I grew up. And is that where you went to high school? Uh, no, I moved right before high school. Okay. And we went to Long Lake. Long Lake, yeah. Which is just north of um, Lake Minnetonka. Okay, all right. So what did you like doing as a kid? Besides anything besides hunting or? I was sports. Did yeah? baseball. baseball. I wrestled. Oh, you did. And then I played football. So oh, I did. Yeah. You're a bigger guy. So, uh, did you do well in the sports? Did you like wrestling and football and all that? I did. Yeah. Um, I excelled more in the wrestling. I actually went to college for at St. Cloud for wrestling. Oh, so I wrestled okay. at St. Cloud for a little while. Man, that is a tough sport. I went up for wrestling, I think, in ninth grade, and uh, you know, I played football in my life. But wrestling, I had I had a new respect, man. That that, that I don't. Would you agree? They said it's got to be one of the toughest oh, yeah. sports out there. Yeah, it yeah. it really is, and people don't really realize yeah. what it takes. I mean, you're using Every time you step on that mat, you're using every muscle in your body. Yeah. I mean, everything is going at once, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. So you went to St. Cloud State University? Yes. Okay. And uh, after college, um, then what, did you join the family business out here? Right. 
at that point, my mom just said, well, well, we need you here. You know what I mean? It's either you come work for us or we have to fill the position. So, okay. And so I said, I'll be down. Okay. So, and so Envirochem, uh, was, that was started by your parents? Correct. And have you guys always been located here in Rogers? We started in Hamill. Hamill, okay. And then moved out to Rogers. Moved to Rogers, yep, okay. in 85. And uh, when you got hired into the business, what was your role initially? Were you back there and working those big furnaces? I, yes, I probably worked every position at some point. Okay. But yeah, it, you know, worked uh, furnaces and then I was in the lab and then just moved, you know, and my dad retired in 2005. And okay. That's when right. I took over. So on our tour, uh, one of the, I guess, most impactful things that I've seen were those big furnaces. And uh, talk, can you talk, us a, talk to us a little bit about what it is that you do here at Envirochem and um, how you guys might be different than, you know, similar or related businesses that do a similar thing? Well, we, I mean, we were a precious metals recy recycling company. We do a lot of industrial grade recycling for precious metals, circuit boards, um, industrial fi films, x-ray films for the silver. We do... You know, I mean, and that's probably where, um, and then we do, you know, solutions, cyanide solutions or solution, acid solutions that have precious metals and then we pull the precious metals out. Okay. And that's probably one of the biggest things that keeps, sets us apart from other companies that do somewhat what we do. Okay. There are other computer board recyclers in the state, okay. but there's nobody else that has incinerators. We're the last one. Oh. Um, and melting furnaces. Okay. So we can do things that other people can't. So why is that? Why are you the last one? People have moved on to something they think is bigger and better? Or um, it's on? difficult to keep the permits. Oh. And through the state? Through the state. And I don't even know if you can get the permits now. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Leave it, leave it to the government, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because um, that we have, after we get finished with it or get it to a certain point, Especially like with circuit boards, you grind them up and you get them to a certain point. We have to send them off to get them finalized because we're not quite that big. I mean, we send it to the big refiners, and there was none left in the United States. The EPA has closed them all now. Do they feel like it's bad for the environment, or what's, yeah, what's their deal? They just, yeah, too many rules. Too many rules. Not cost effective. Oh. So we send to Japan, or we send to Belgium, Interesting. or we send to Canada. Those are the three that we, I guess we could use Germany too. So, I mean, there's five or six big ones in the world, and okay. that's the ones that everybody pretty much uses. Okay. Canada's so cool with it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. So, um, you know, talking to somebody like myself who really know, doesn't know much about the industry, uh, circuit boards. So, where do these circuit boards come from? Are you... <clears throat> What does IBM call you and say, Todd, I got like a, a million pounds of circuit boards sitting here that we don't want anymore? Um, not very often. <laughs> we do get calls like that every so often, but not quite as often. It's more from dismantlers, um, small guys that collect home computers, your local, your local towers, your towers that you have in your house. Okay. They have circuit boards in them. Yeah. Um, or people that take... Um, get the large computers from big companies, they dismantle them, they bring us the circuit boards and we buy them from them. Okay. Or we process them 
Um, for bigger companies, if they have larger quantities, we will melt them, um, grind them up, take a sample, and then pay them based on the sample. And are, are most of these uh, circuit boards, x-ray film and such, coming from Minnesota? Or are they like local or um, from all over? We get, they're from all over. Okay. I mean, I deal with, you know, we get a lot out of Texas. Texas? Yes. A lot of circuit boards in Texas? Well, yes, because that, you know, um, like Texas Instruments down there, some of the big companies down there, and the reason is, is because it's so dry. You oh. know, here we get winter and stuff like that, which, so people that store them or keep them on hand, they get ruined, where the big part of the industry is also resale. Okay. So we, we deal with companies that resale. They collect computers, pull out what they want to resell, and then they bring it to us. So uh, we do a lot with those kind of tech companies too. Okay. Um, so resellers, <clears throat> they bring in a bunch of maybe older computers that they're gonna take parts out of. Right. They might pull a chip off of, or you know, it might be a special hard drive that's that, that worth they want. That's good money that they can resell again. Yeah. That that's needed. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. And then they're putting all the other stuff they don't want over here. And then that's where you. And then we come in to handle that. Interesting. You know, um, like I said, I have a down the road. Down the road, we have a shredder, a building with a shredder, a big, large shredder in it. Mm. And then we also have where where our our tear apart area where we have people tearing apart computers also. Okay. So we get whole ones in also from especially from companies because they don't want to tear it apart. So yeah. they send us the whole system, you okay. know, a whole server or something like that, and then we tear them down. You do that right here. Or someplace else. Down the road about a mile. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so circuit boards, would you say that uh, makes up the majority of your business? Or I'd say that's about 75%. Okay. And I've seen x-ray films out there. Yep. Seen them loading them into a furnace. An incinerator, yes. Yes. So where are these x-ray films coming from typically? Um, they come from hospitals. They can come, it can be industrial grade. So that comes from um, casting places, okay. Um, pipe um, manufacturers. Okay. Um, they take X-rays of their pipe to make sure there's no cracks or anything no in flaws, them. No flaws. Yeah. No flaws. Yeah. Um, we we get uh, proprietary types of films from other companies. Okay. Um, there's also um, from nuclear facilities. Uh -huh. um, the badges that they wear to. Make sure that they've got radiation. Yep, yep. They have silver in them. Okay. Silver film. Yeah. You know, and they got to change them out every day. So we get, yeah. you know, we get that stuff once in a while. I mean, it's amazing where you can find precious metals. Man, you're bringing back my history here. So uh, I don't know. Twenty-seven years ago, I got a degree in non-destructive testing, and one of the things we got trained to do is take X-rays of welds. Right. Yep. Uh, to see if there's any stress fractures mm -hmm. or flaws in the weld, uh, kind of a preventative maintenance thing, right? Yep. So I worked with x-ray there. Uh, I used to be a chiropractor, and we took x-rays in my yep. office there, so I worked with uh, film there. Um, as a non-destructive testing technician, I worked within uh, nuclear power plants, and I had to wear those badges yep. oh. to see how much radiation that would pick up, yep. right? So, yeah. You're bringing you're bringing it all back to me, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> all stuff that at some point probably came here. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, funny. Um, all right, so I, I seen the X-ray films going in the incinerator. Mm -hmm. Turns the ash, right? Correct. Yep. Take the ash, and then what? Um, then we can melt it down into bars. 
You can melt ash. Yes. Well, it's so concentrated at that point, it's, it's silver. There's okay. silver in it, so it's metal in it. Yeah. And and you can melt that down. You know what I mean? We'll uh, we'll add a flux, which is like soda ash, borax, creates a uh, glass film on top. Okay. Heats it down. Um, sometimes, depending on um, how concentrated it is, we might put metal in ahead of time. Okay. Like. So it creates a pool and then it absorbs the rest of it. Interesting. Um, like when we do our circuit board melting and stuff like that, we have to add copper. Okay. So this, this is where the chemistry is coming in. in Different viro, things, yes. Virochem. Well, no. Envirochem was picked by my dad. And the reason that we're called Envirochem is because it's, when he first started, all he worked up with was circuit board manufacturers. Okay. And they had lots of chemistry back then. Cyanides, acids that they needed to get rid of. Oh. In Minnesota at that time, there was like 16 or 17 manufacturers in around cities. And he was in the industry at that time. Okay. And, he figured, and at that time, they threw all their gold in the landfills. It was not recovered in 1980. So your dad so, recognized that. He recognized that. Because he's, he's part a, of that industry. Right. So in, 1980, like, in 81, he said, let's, let's just start collecting this stuff and we'll pay, you know. And the owners all thought, you know, he basically knew, he's in the industry, so he knew them all. Yeah. So basically he got almost 95% of them to start sending his, his stuff to him and, yeah. and the chemistry. And, you know, and since we environmentally handle it safely, we he said, well, yeah. use an Envirochem. So it's a win-win. Yep. Yeah. So you, did you say there was like 16 to 18 local places? Yeah, in local cities? manufacturing shops back in the 80s. Yeah. And now I think there's only three. Oh, wow. But our industry has changed. We don't rely on them. We're where we relied on them back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that yeah. just got us going. Yeah. Now you're into other things. Right. Well, now we're in, you know, at that point we were just getting the, the pre-made circuit boards. Now we're getting the old circuit boards. Now we're doing, you know, more films, stuff yeah. like that, where we weren't doing that originally. You know, when we started, we didn't have incinerators. We had little melters, but we didn't have no incinerators or nothing like that. Okay. So. Yeah, those things are pretty impressive. Um, Dad started it, you came on, and then your brother? Yes. And then your son? And then my son too also, yes. Awesome. So what's it like working with family? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, we get it. Of course, any family brothers yeah. are going to have our, our moments. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm also not afraid to go on vacation. Yeah. Because right. I know who's running it. You know yeah. I mean? So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, awesome. I have two sons that are seven and eight, and uh, they're buddies, but they do have their moments. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I hear stories like this, I always picture my two boys working together and like, what, what would that look like? <laughs> did you and your brother get along well growing up? Or? Yes, we did. Yeah. You close in age? He wrestled too. No. Uh, well, four years. Four years? Okay. Not too far. Four, I believe. Not too far. Um, awesome. And this business was started when? Um, Basically, end of 80, 81. 80, so you've been around a while. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? I've been doing it since 87. Oh, you came on pretty early then. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I mean, basically, when they started it, I was a sophomore. Okay. So I went to finish out high school and then did three years of college. Do you remember those years back then when they first started the business? Oh, yeah, like because I worked during the summer. Uh, I mean, so basically I've been working here since it started. Okay. But I mean, you know, temporary in the summer, so I'm, uh, during when I was still in school. Yeah. And then full-time when I okay. got out of it and came here full-time. Did things go well right out of the gate? Or were there no. No? 
<laughs> there was some uh, growing pains. There was, yes. There's some lean times. Yes. Yes. Well, here you are. 2021. Still yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, what's the future look like for you? I mean, are you going to keep doing what you're doing indefinitely? Or are you guys kind of, uh, you don't have to give any secrets away. Um, we're looking to grow. Actually, um, tomorrow I'm closing on the new building. So, really? Yeah. So. All right. So we are expanding. Awesome. That's so. exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that here in Rogers? No, it's actually in Anoka. Okay. Um, this building will never leave. Because You're going to keep this? Well, because I could never move my incinerators. The you can't one, put them in the back of the nope, truck? can't move them anywhere. <laughs> we are grandfathered in, and I do not believe we would ever get our permits back. So that's a state thing? Yes. The state's like, no, these no. things are staying here, right. or they're right. done. Right, because, oh, plus we'd have to deal with another city. You know what I mean? And most yeah. of these incinerators, oh, we don't want those. Oh, true. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'd have to move to South Dakota. <laughs> or Canada. Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? So, and... And the re part of the reason is it's an Oka because that's the only place we can find warehouses. Really? Warehouses are very hard to find right now. Really? Yeah. So. Huh. Why do you think that is? Um, because warehouse industries weren't, I don't think they were as affected by the COVID as okay. retail spaces and yeah. office spaces. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Retail and office are Were devastated. You can yeah. find them everywhere. Yeah. But um, we looked far and hard. For warehouse. For warehouse. All of 220, we couldn't find anything close. Sure. We were finding them in Blaine. One one in Blaine or one here, but nothing close. Even in Elk River or something close. So we ended up going there. But okay. It's only 16 minutes away, so it's not oh, an outrageous amount. But, yeah. you know, it's not our other warehouse is one mile down the road, and that's, sure. you know, go there all the time. But. So you're going to keep your office here or are you going to move into a new spot? No, I'll be here. Okay. All right. That'll be our Terra Park facility. Um, and our sorting facility. We just need more space. Oh, well that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So if warehouse space is uh, hard to find, you know, you think so. I mean, I could probably find it downtown. Yeah, but right. no. Well, everybody's moving out of downtown. Yeah, yeah. I so, wouldn't want to. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got many customers that have moved away from downtown. Yeah, I understand why. Downtown. Um, so supply and demand for warehouse space, uh, I would assume then, uh, probably had to pay kind of a pretty penny for the spot in Blaine, um, or did you feel like you got a reasonable deal on it? I feel we got a reasonable deal because to build the same space, it would cost us double what we paid. Okay. Um, with, well, you can see it, you know. Price of building materials. Everything, building materials have gone up so much. And, right. And we looked in the building because we have 11 acres, you know, down the road at our, our other facility. Okay. But um, it was expensive. just way expensive, way more than what this little, you know, smaller company can handle. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. no, I get it, man. Todd, one, one of the things you mentioned about your business is you got the industrial piece and you have the consumer piece. Yes. In which you receive your precious metals. Some of it, yes. We, right. we do, we do, um, we buy from the um, local, people can walk right in and sell us gold jewelry. Um, we're very competitive on the prices, especially in the Twin Cities. Um, and one reason we started doing that is because back... I would say when gold started going up, probably probably 2010. Okay. Um, gold started going up. Um, the local the gold buyers started jumping out in and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember seeing commercials. Right, and stuff. you were seeing all these commercials for we buy your gold. Yeah. Um, but we were hearing stories of people going in and selling it, and they were only getting 20 percent or 40 percent of the value. 
And so if I, if I had a thousand dollars worth of gold and I brought it to somebody down the street, it's possible that they would only give me two hundred bucks. Could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? It's people don't know what they have. Right. So you know, I mean, they might bring something and say, "Okay, yeah, well, that's great." Yeah. And don't realize that if they would have brought it here, yeah. they could have got double yeah. what they had. And we never really pushed this market. We always did it, but we never pushed it until about that time because we made a family decision that we wanted to help. That's when people, 2013 when we took that really, the markets all crashed a little bit and stuff like that and people were hurting for money. Yeah. And we made a decision that we were going to pay Higher, really, more. really good, yeah. and just help these people out. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you can call us up, and we'll tell you what we're paying. Yeah. Most places won't. They want you to come in. Oh. You know, and yeah, get you a little committed. They, they try to be, you know, used car salesmen. That's yeah. what they, you know, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably based on commission of how low they can buy it from you. Right. We're not that way. I mean, because that's that does not pay our bills. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it's not like a. Do you guys have a special technique or anything that allows you to pay people more for no. their gold or precious metals? No. Or it's just a, a decision. It's just a mindset. That it's we're just a mindset. Oh, okay. That's I mean, nice of you. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could definitely, you know, pay less, <laughs> but we don't because one thing is we're not paying. I don't have high rents. Mm. I mean, I, I understand part of why these guys do it. Yeah. They got high rent, advertising, advertising stuff yeah. like that, but. You know, advertising, I've tried to advertise in the Star Tribune. It really doesn't help. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, there, was a, there was a time when um, John Ewald from the Dollar and Cents Division did an article and went around and tested everybody and said American was number one by a long shot. Really? Yes. And we were flooded with people at that point. Nice. Um, but the next time he did it, the Star Tribune said, no, you can't do that. You can't tell anybody who's number one, you can't do this, because we didn't advertise. Oh, you, you were given the Star Tribune enough. Right. Oh. So, you know, a little political stuff got in there a little bit, you know what I mean? And the powers that be said, no, you can't do that. So yeah. he still put our name in there, but he couldn't say that we were, how much better we were than everybody else. So the first time he basically said, this is what I was selling. Because he went around and tried to sell stuff. He got prices on everything. And then he put in everybody he got offered in each place. Okay. So it showed, you know, and it showed a big difference from we were number one, the second one was half of us, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, so. So if I don't want my big gold chain yep. or my my gold grill anymore, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I that can in. bring it into you. Yes, you can. What, what do you broken, get? It can be broken. It can be whatever. You know what I mean? To us, it's not. Doesn't have to be clean. Doesn't have to be nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you get mostly from consumers? Is it gold? Is it like old jewelry? Mostly. Or? Well, we get a lot of sterling too. Okay. We get sterling um, sets. Like old teapots and teapots and um, platters. trophies, platters, um, yeah, um, silverware. Okay. You know, we get that stuff. Um, part of it is is because that culture, nobody does that anymore. Yeah. Nobody wants to clean them, keep yeah. them clean. Yeah. Um, so that's from an era that's just no longer around. So yeah. you know, there's still people that will keep them, but as as generations, I guess. You know, fathers or grandfathers pass away, and you know, the downstream of that, all of a sudden, they got two, three sets. Oh, 
because people pass away, and they'll get, like, what do know, I do with all these teapots? Right, right. You know, I mean? so they'll, so they'll, you know, they'll sell one or two sets. You know, what I mean, or something. Sure. You know, I mean, if they don't want to keep them, yeah. they'll keep one. They'll pick one they want to keep. And, uh, um, but I keep no. having flashbacks to when I was sixteen. You remember those? Uh, I went to. Well, you we went to Saint Cloud. Right? Yes. You remember you Crossroads Shopping Center? Yep. And I used to go there at least once a month as a kid. Right. I grew up in Annandale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but they had this kiosk in the middle. It wasn't a store, but they would sell uh, like herringbone chain necklaces. Yes, but the eighties <laughs> by and the that, inch. Yep, right? and that's one. <laughs> and we see a lot of that now. You know what I mean? People, and they'd always get kinked and twisted, yep. and you're like, "Oh no, it's ruined." Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you would have kept it, you could have sold it <laughs> I'd to be us. Rich. Because yeah. that's what um, we get a lot of them that that people either kinked or. You know, yeah. just got, you know, herringbone is probably one of the most popular ones sold because yeah. it's just out of style. Yeah. It's, it's rough on your chest. Yes, yeah, it pulls hair and stuff yeah, like that. It's not good. So, you know, <laughs> so we get a lot of herringbone. You know what I mean? We get we get teeth from Grandpa oh, um, nice. that Grandpa's had and it's in his jewelry box and stuff like that. So, okay. You know. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah. So um, if anybody has any uh, precious metals, um, yep. bring them here and uh, yep. get top dollar. You're out, right, you would yeah, be, yeah. and you can call us up, and you know, I mean, we'll try to help. We'll answer any question you can on the phone. We don't have to be here. And what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Um, just by just calling the phone. So what's the phone number here? Um, seven six three four two eight four zero zero two. And you guys have the websites. We have a website and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. All right. But yeah, you can just give us a call, and no appointments needed. You can walk in at any time from, you know, basically nine o'clock till four. Oh, convenient. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you.